Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. At this point in my career, you want to join a team that uh, is competitive, that is doing things the right way, is trending in the right direction, and uh, to get a chance to come in and start for a team like this, I mean, that's... Uh, a great opportunity for me and just uh, for my future and my career and everything. So uh, it, w- whenever this whole thing, you know, was, was working out, I was, I was excited about this opportunity and uh, looking forward to what's to come. Well, there's the new QB1 of the Chicago Bears, Alyssa. Wow. That one, that one hit me. Andy Dalton, it didn't take him any time. First question, just comes right out and says it. Excited to be the starter, right? So he has been assured the starting job for the Bears and so, so much for any quarterback controversy or, or another move coming down the pike. No, it seems like it's Andy Dalton's team, and that's the plan going forward. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's funny you say that, Ryan, because I think uh, Bears fans uh, were probably reminded of another press conference that a, a free agent quarterback had a few years ago when Mike Glennon oh, no. uh, addressed the media. Not Glennon. <laughs> And he was like, this is my year. This is my team. And it just like watching the press conference, it felt uh, very reminiscent of that. When he's coming in, he was assured he's going to be the starter. And we all know what happened. He was blindsided when the Bears drafted Trubisky. Glennon lasted four games, probably shouldn't have even been that long. And we saw what happened. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think Andy Dalton is as bad. I know Andy Dalton is as bad as Mike Lennon. But, like, listening to that press conference and he kept talking about how, you know, this is his team. This is his year. He's a starter. That's the reason why, you know, this is a position that was attractive to him. You know, it, it was hard not to think back to that. And it feels like something similar could happen, especially as you know that the Bears are definitely going to be drafting a quarterback. It's just a matter of when, basically. <laughs> I think the thing that's probably driving Bears fans the most crazy is that the team released Pro Bowl corner Kyle Fuller. Now, I know you're a fan of Kyle Fuller. He's a guy that you like. He's a key piece of the defense, seems like a team leader, locker room favorite, fan favorite. And the Bears basically cut him loose so they can fit Andy Dalton's contract under the cap, right? I mean... What is going on with this thing? Like Kyle Fuller, I know that he had a backloaded contract, Alyssa, so maybe you can kind of school me on that. Bears fans were still kind of smarting over the Andy Dalton signing, and then it just got compounded by Kyle Fuller getting a release a couple of days later. Oh, yeah, that just kind of set everyone off. It just like <laughs> one move after the other. And like you said, this is, I know it was for salary cap purposes, which that's basically Ryan Pace got him and himself into that situation because he kept restructuring these deals and pushing money to the future, you know, banking on the fact, you know, I had a, 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 a quarterback on a rookie deal and, you know, was, they were kind of in win now mode. The Super Bowl window was open. So, you know, he was kind of backloading everything and just kind of pushing money to the future. Uh, so, I mean, it wasn't really a surprise that it came to this, especially this year with the salary cap 
obviously decreasing and needing to free up space. And, you know, they asked Kyle Fuller to take a pay cut, a significant pay cut. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go test the market. Uh, so obviously, you know, it took a while for the bears. It was kind of crazy how it happened because like news leaked that he was being released. And then he didn't actually end up being released for a couple days because then they're like, Oh wait, maybe we should try to trade him and get something for him. But at that point, everyone already knew that they were going to be releasing him anyway. So why am I going to give you a draft pick when I already know he's going to hit the open market and exactly. obviously landed with Denver. Great point. Yes. But yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy because, you know, Kyle Fuller has been, you know, arguably the most consistent defensive back on the bears over the last three years. And, you, you know, he's a leader on this team. He's a great player and, you know, releasing him. And it was, it came like right after the Andy Dalton news and it just kind of, just kind of like sent Bears fans just like they were angry and like immediately like when that news leaked uh it, it was just I did like a Twitter react post it was very difficult to find tweets that didn't have like you know profanity in it so yes. I can't post that yeah but you know they were justifiably angry because you're getting rid of you know a good player who didn't deserve to be released but obviously it was for salary cap purposes you know they cleared up 11 million which you know part of that went to Andy Dalton and you know, they went and signed Desmond Trufant uh, uh, from the Lions last year, who, you know, while he was, you know, a good player a few years back, you know, he's been, you know, struggling with injuries and his play has declined. So, I mean, he's certainly not an upgrade over Fuller, and it's really hard to get excited about that. For the second year in a row, you now have to go out and draft a cornerback uh, opposite Jalen Johnson, who, you know, he has his own injury concerns with that shoulder, and he's entering his second year. So, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy because with the Dalton news, and then Fuller, and then there was a point where, you know, people thought Akeem Hicks was going to be released, another defensive, you know, player that doesn't that has earned a contract and that fans love. And it just kind of felt like they were in the they were in rebuilding mode without saying they're in rebuilding mode, but you know, then also saying we're still here to win now. And it was, you know, just it was really quite a whirlwind of a couple of days there. No doubt. And it seems like Bears fans, they're mad at the team, right? They're not mad at Kyle Fuller for not wanting to, you know, yeah. work with the team and take a pay cut. They're mad at the team for getting in that position that where they felt they had to cut him to fit, like you said, True Font and Dalton and probably Allen Robinson's big contract now and all that stuff under the cap this year. Uh, so the fans are just they're fed up. Maybe on the at least on Twitter, Alyssa, they're on the verge of revolting. Maybe hate watching the Bears this year. And here's another part of the presser with Dalton I want to play. He knows. Andy, the, the reception in the city has been a little chilly in the first couple of days since you signed. I'm curious how much of that you've, you've noticed and, and what your reaction is. Uh, I mean, I obviously know there's been a lot of talk. And, uh, but, you know, I've, I'm coming in from the outside. A lot of people don't, you know, know a ton about me. I'm going to get to learn, uh, learn a lot about me while I'm here. And so, you know, that's all I'm, I'm, I'm worried about. You know, and so for me, I, I'm, I'm here now and uh, hopefully everybody gets a chance to see who I am as a player, as a person and uh, see what we're going to be able to do with this organization. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm excited about the opportunity. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk, but, you know, I'm not worried about any of that. <laughs> so so poor Andy Dalton, Alyssa, right? It's, it's not Andy Dalton's fault. And as much as I love to sit here and kind of mock him and, and do that thing and you know, do the same things like I used to do to Nick Foles back in the day here on the show. Uh, I feel for Andy Dalton because it's not his fault. If the Bears want to give him $10 million and tell him he's a starter, absolutely he's going to sign and become the Bears starter, right? Like, absolutely. That's a no-brainer. Uh, but, yes, he comes over and it's just like this whirlwind, right? He knows it. 
he's like he kind of talks in circle. He's he's like, oh, hopefully I can win him over, but I know they hate me. That's basically, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. I just got a kick out of that comment. I just I, I just think it's great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you said, I mean, it just came at like the worst time, like right after it, you know Seattle kind of shut the door on potentially landing Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, at Bears fans, I mean, even though we knew that it was a long shot uh, and a pipe dream at that point to land potentially trade for Russell Wilson. Like we spent like a few weeks, you know, like hearing all the media continue to, you know, share, you know, quotes and reports and, you know, how much Wilson wanted to come to the bears and then how it was like a possibility, how they were the only ones being mentioned uh, with him and like kind of like imagining Russell Wilson as a bear and then getting Andy Dalton. is kind of like those memes where it's like what you ordered and what you got. And yes, it's just yes. like, not what you order. <laughs> So it was like huge disappointment. And, you know, like we were talking about, you know, before with, you know, with, with Kyle Fuller, I don't think anyone hates Andy Dalton. They're not blaming him at all. It's the same situation. I mean, I mean, if I was a quarterback, I would take that $10 million. I know they structured it so that like his cap hit's going to be less, but you know, at the same time, I mean, no one's mad at Dalton. I think they're just kind of, like you said, fed up with the organization. Like it's, it's, it's year after year after year of just, moves where it just seems like they're just content with being stuck in mediocrity and you know it's just like this franchise they're like not moving they're forever kind of staying put and you know like making the playoffs is kind of like winning the super bowl it's kind of like they feel that way when it's clearly not the case they've they've gone zero and two since you know Nagy took up took over as head coach in the playoffs but you know with with andy dalton it's just you know, wrong place, <laughs> wrong time, <laughs> right after the, it was right after the Russell Wilson stuff too. So that just did not, you know, make it any easier. Again, it's, it's compounded by the release of Kyle Fuller, who was on the market for like 15 seconds, Alyssa, Vic Fangio mm-hmm. had already, uh, no, there was no tampering going on by Vic Fangio in this one where the Broncos <laughs> scoop up Fuller like immediately, right? He was, he was on the market for 10 seconds uh, and he's a Bronco and now Denver is just rejoicing. Their fans are just thrilled. They have a nasty defense getting built over there. Fuller joins a really nasty secondary. They got a good front too. Ooh, the Broncos defense is going to be tough, but for the Bears, I almost feel like it's hard to justify this outright release of Fuller. Like the salary cap is basically complete nonsense, right? You can manipulate that number in all kinds of ways. And we've seen it this very offseason, even in the toughest cap we've ever seen with the NFL, with it getting depressed and teams not really knowing what the number was going to be and all that. I mean, the Bucks are doing it, right? They didn't have a lot of cap space. They basically are they're keeping their entire team together. The Saints were more than $100 million over the cap. They're now compliant. You could create these fake contracts with voidable years on the end and move money around. You could do all this different stuff. So I guess for me, if I'm thinking as a fan of the Bears, what's the justification for cutting Kyle Fuller? Why couldn't we figure out some type of cap magic to keep him? You know what I mean? Like that thing is, that one's tough to explain. And I don't know what the explanation will be for the Bears. If they just say, oh, it's a cap casualty, that's not good enough for one of your best defensive players. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, you could see a couple Bears players even voice their thoughts on that, like, Cordero Patterson, you know, he tweeted, you know, stop using the salary cap, you know, space as an excuse. Seriously, yeah. You know, a team wanted you, they're going to get you or they'll keep you, you know. And even Eddie Jackson was like, I remember he he tweeted something and it was deleted later. So I think like the Bears got to him. He was like at this point and he had like the little, you know, hands to the face emoji. Uh, (laughs) Just kind of like he's like, really? So like clearly it's a move that not only shocked fans and angered fans, but, you know, I'm sure that, you know, it just really shocked, you know, the guys in the locker room too, you know, Kyle Fuller, he's 
done everything that somebody should do on that team. He earned that other contract. It's not his fault that Ryan Pace had to kind of push all the money there uh, to future years. But, you know, it's like you said, I mean, the salary cap, there's, there's ways around it, but I think Pace had been, you know, using that, you know, pushing money to the future, restructuring so much that eventually it, it caught up to him. And so it kind of forced his hand a little bit to, part ways of Fuller, even after trying to get him to take a, you know, take a pay cut. And it almost cost Akeem Hicks. So, I mean, at least at this point, as we record this, Akeem Hicks is still on the bear. So, I mean, we'll see what, what happens with that, too. But, yeah, it's just really, really disappointing. Yeah, every week we just wait for the latest disappointing news with the Bears, and we try to react <laughs> to it, Alyssa. But, all right, so for fans thinking that it's going to be a Dalton-Nick Foles battle, well, we know it's going to be Dalton QB1. Maybe they could trade Nick Foles. Maybe they could send Nick Foles back to Philadelphia. I want to get Alyssa's take on that. If that could really happen, could could the Bears get anything back for Nick Foles and just try to you know, just admit their defeat there? We'll get to that coming up next. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Alyssa, as you wrote, the Bears are currently still stuck with Foles. I like how you put that. Stuck with Foles. You know, they shelled out that fourth round pick for him. I forgot they gave him $20 million guaranteed. What the hell was that contract? Oh my god, $20 million guaranteed for Nick Foles. Uh, so obviously he's got a decent cap hit, a lot of guaranteed money. It's hard to just straight out release him, so he's probably going to be around unless they can figure out a trade, which seemed just completely unlikely because he really did not play well last year. But there's a report out there by ESPN that maybe the Eagles could take him and kind of groom Jalen Hurts, be the backup over there. You know, the Eagles, love they love Nick Foles. They got the most out of him over there. So is there any like any truth to this rumor? that the Bears might be able to actually trade Nick Foles back to the Eagles and get something of value in return. What do you think? Oh, man, I sure hope so. I mean, <laughs> That would be good news for this, change. It would be. I mean, at this point, you'd, you'd like gladly take a seventh-round pick for Nick Foles just to kind of you know, get rid of him and that, that contract that they're stuck with. You know, it's kind of, like you said, there are not a lot of teams that, you know, anyways were jumping for Foles last offseason, especially given that massive contract he signed. Except for the Bears, because, you know, Matt Nagy was like, oh, he's run my offense before. He'll be fine. And then, obviously, you know, that didn't work. The Bears love these uh, kind of so quarterbacks, huh? They just love these they guys. They really do. They really, really do. And that's, there you go, Andy Dalton, right? Am I, yeah. am I right? You know? He's the latest. He is the latest. <laughs> you know, but like you said, I think if there is a team, and there, there's two teams that, you know, have kind of seen – you know, people discussing as potential landing spots that are showing some kind of interest. Uh, the Eagles, obviously, which make the most sense, and even the Denver Broncos, you know, getting that veteran to kind of, you know, groom the young quarterback. Uh, I think it makes the most sense for the Eagles. Uh, obviously, you know, they hold Foles in high regard over there. And I remember after, gosh, what was it, uh, week three, the Atlanta game, when, you know, Foles is, you know, highest moment as a Bears quarterback, probably that and beating Tom Brady. Um after that, Eagles fans were just like kind of like asking for him back. They wanted him back. You know, he helped them win a Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, I, I hope that the Bears could get something because it's kind of hard and kind of justify keeping him on the roster when you're going to go with Dalton. But you're also going to bring a rookie in to kind of groom behind him that you, I would assume, gets to play, you know, later on in the season. And then Nagy and 
Pace can use that as an excuse, you know, hey, look, he we, he played for a couple games, our rookie quarterback, we need some time to, you know, to work with him, to develop him, you know, and that's how they kind of stick around a little bit. So, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And I think that, you know, the Bears, you know, I'm sure they, they definitely want to want to trade him, but they can't just straight up release him because of, you know, obviously the money. Uh, so, I mean, if they could find a trade partner, I think that they'd definitely take it in the seventh round pick, I think. Uh, just anything just get him off the roster <laughs> sorry nick <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well can you imagine being nick Foles? they they trade for him he comes in he has a chance to compete with uh trubisky for the starting job he wins the job mid you know early in the season and now they go and sign andy dalton in his second year like it's just like oh man I'll, so like you said so many things don't make sense and i saw this report too about the bears of free agency and i didn't think this made a whole lot of sense that the Bears went, quote-unquote, all in for Kenny Galladay, Alyssa, before he went and signed with the Giants. Mm-hmm. I just don't I don't get this one. Why would you go all in for Kenny Galladay? When, first of all, the wide receiver market was super deep this year. Like, look at Juju Smith-Schuster going back to the Steelers. You know, like, I think it was like $8 million or something, whatever it was. Like, there was a lot of receivers out there. Galladay is, like, up there at $18 million a year or whatever it was. So you're going to have to at least get close to that number to really sign him if you're going all in. What's the plan there? You go get Kenny Galladay, pair him with Allen Robinson, but you don't have the cap space to keep Kyle Fuller, so you had to cut him loose, but you're going all in for Kenny Galladay. Uh, all right, so how do we fix now the secondary? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, mm-hmm. I just could not wrap my head around why they were going all, all in for Kenny Galladay. I understand going and picking up a receiver, and, and there's plenty out there. But why top of the market? Why Kenny Galladay? Like, why did the Bears feel like they had to go all in for him? I mean, I'm trying to think about it, and. You know, for while, while I'm kind of concerned a little bit with some of the moves that Pace has been making, where it feels like they, like him and Nagy, have kind of been reassured that their jobs will be safe beyond this year. You know, kind of some of the moves. This kind of felt like a win now move, where you know normally they would bolster the defense and the defense has carried this team. Yes. And it kind of felt like when releasing Fuller, and then when it was rumored that Akeem Hicks was looking, you know, was going to be released or traded, that they were just kind of trying to just like build up the offense and invest in the offense. But, you know, obviously they still have plenty of needs like quarterback, uh, you know, and can you imagine like having Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, uh, Darnell Mooney, having David Montgomery in the, in the backfield, having a Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham, like, and Andy Dalton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's where it goes down. But, but yeah, it sounds great until yeah. you get to the quarterback, but go on. No, exactly. I thought I kind of felt like it felt like a win now move. And I know like, according to Brad Biggs from the Tribune, you know, he was saying that, you know, Galladay was pitched this idea of, you know, him and Robinson being like the best receiver duo in the league. There, there being plenty of balls to go around, you know, trying to give that, give him a good year and then help him get that multi-year contract. Cause obviously with the salary cap this year, up until Galladay receivers weren't getting paid, which was one of the reasons why Allen Robinson gave in and signed that franchise tag because 18 million guaranteed. Here we go. Yeah. You know, I'll go, I'll play this year out and I'll go earn myself another contract. So, you know, up until the Galladay signing, you know, receivers weren't really making much. So, like, that felt like the pitch, you know, hey, we'll sign you to a one-year deal. We'll let you guys ball out. You guys can go sign, you know, bigger deals elsewhere. And it really felt like a win-now move uh, for this year. Obviously, maybe who knows what Pace has planned for the quarterback position in the draft. Or uh, and Adam Schefter, I'll never forgive him for just, like, keeping my hopes up about Russell Wilson. He won't like stop. he just keeps yeah. saying, "Oh, he, not he yet." Won't, he won't stop. Like stop, Adam. <laughs> he won't stop. Even Andy Dalton's <laughs> telling us the he's the, he's the starter. Like it's over, Adam. Ugh. Come on, 
I know. We never should have indulged ourselves there, Alyssa. We just couldn't help ourselves. But all right, so they don't get Kenny Galladay, <laughs> uh, which you're right. It is a win now move, but like. Are the Bears ready to win now? Does, does anyone have the Bears on their short list of Super Bowl contenders right now? I don't, I don't think I do. No. <laughs> no. They're no. a long way away. long <laughs> way away from that. They're more in a rebuilding mode than a win now mode. So they don't sign Galladay, but so that gives them some cap space to go out and you know plug some guys in on defense, which is good. That's where I think they should be focusing. And they do pluck uh, linebacker Jeremiah Atachu. They get him on a two-year deal. A uh, little edge rusher from the Broncos. So that's one where I think the fans could actually be like, all right, that's that makes some sense. So that's something they can wrap their heads around at least. Uh, definitely an upgrade over Barkevius Mingo, right, who's kind of a fringe starter. So um, that's one that, you know, I guess we can say, all right, we like it. Outside linebacker, edge rusher. Okay, Ryan Pace, we can sign off on that one. Can't say we sign off on all your decisions this offseason, but we sign off on Itachi, right? Is it really a surprise, too, that the move, like most of the moves that Ryan Pace is making that are kind of, you know, the fans are applauding are on defense? <laughs> you know, like, yep. sign, you know, signing uh, Angelo Blackson, the defensive lineman, to, to replace uh, essentially like a Brent Urban or Roy Robertson Harris. Uh, and I think Itachu, I mean, definitely an upgrade over Barkevius Mingo, which is huge, especially considering Robert Quinn and how, you know, his snap counts were very limited last year. There are rumors he was, you know, battling an injury last year. But, you know, so Itachu is someone that could see significant playing time. And he had, you know, really good. He had some success, you know, filling in for Von Miller there, who was injured last year with the Broncos, too. So, I mean, there are some I, I feel like they're sprinkling in some of those signings that Bears fans can get behind. But we're not going to forget how you know the offense is kind of in a bind this franchise is in a bind but i mean i I, there are there are a couple decent signings but you know for the most point it just it it does feel like a rebuilding mode at you know at times it just kind of some of these moves are surprising but then there are some that make sense uh and of course there's no surprise they're coming on defense it does feel like a rebuilding mode Alyssa. to me it just feels like a rebuild and what would you do in a rebuild you go and draft a young quarterback, right? And there are some murmurs out there. Sounds like the Bears might go out on day two and try to find a quarterback. So I'm going to tease this for next week. We'll get into some draft talk next week, right? We'll talk about what the Bears might do at 20 overall, maybe early on in the draft. And then on day two, would they target a quarterback? And how do we feel about Ryan Pace making that selection? So we'll Let's take a little bit of time, Alyssa, to reflect on that before we, we kind of dig into it. So uh, so we'll tease that for next week. All right. Sound good? It sounds good. I hope that Ryan Pace also takes just as much or more time, hopefully, to reflect on the quarterback position as well. <laughs> yes. Let's let's all <laughs> reflect on the quarterback position and what the Bears should do on the draft. And then we'll, we'll check back next week. We'll talk to you all then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.